wow. I just, you, you know, my favorite service is the one I'm in. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite service right here. And, and God's just doing so many great things. And, 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 and he's, he's helping us. You know, he's, he, he's helping us move. Uh, you, you know, God's doing work in your life and, and he's preparing you, but not for where you are, but for where he's taking you. Okay, God's taking you to a, to, to a new place. You know, uh, uh, he makes all things new. If any man be in Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. God is, God is, God is bringing you into a collision with the very, very good things that he has prepared for you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Do you love God today? Yeah. Okay, let me just tell you something. Uh, that God has prepared, made ready in advance things for your life. Uh, Jeremiah 1.5 says that before I formed you, I knew, I knew you. I knew exactly where you're going to fit into the plan. And it's like God had a dream about the future and he saw you in it. And he started shaping you. The Bible says that he sanctified you. That just means he set you apart. You're not like anybody else. I said you're not like anybody. You're unique. Okay? You're unique. And there's a unique purpose and plan that God has for your life. But sometimes life itself seems to like, you know, come up against that. You know, anytime you head off for destiny, you got to understand the opposition's coming. Okay, that, that's, not, that's not an odd thing. Jesus said, hey, in this world, there's going to be some tribulation. But be of good cheer because we've already overcome all that. And if you're in Christ, you are a world overcomer. And you, you, you've been empowered by God to win and succeed in any given situation. And, and, and he said, I didn't just make you different, but I anointed you or I empowered you to fulfill the dream I had. You're living the dream right now. Come on, you're living the dream right now, and you're, and you're probably thinking, yeah, but look at, look at some of the, you know, the, the turns I've made and the choices I've made and, and the things that I've done and, and the mistakes and the errors, and, and I'm telling you that we, even when you look back at your life, it's amazing how that, that, that all of us have kind of wandered off the track, but, but it's the grace of God that lovingly nudges us back on, and, and the things that, that the enemy would love to take advantage of and use for, you know, to, against us, God reaches in and uses it for our for our good. Come on. God uses it for our good, right? Romans 8, 28 says, this is what we know. We know this. We know that all things work together for good for those that love God and who are called according to his purpose. Even the thing that should have killed you, God uses it to make you stronger. It's like he's God and he knows what he's doing. How many believe that God knows what he's doing? Right? Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, you know, hey, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. How many of you know that God's been thinking about you? In the Message Bible, it puts it really cool. It says that God knows exactly what he's doing, and he has it all planned out. And his plans are to give you the future that you're hoping for. Man, it, it, God, God's been thinking about you, and it would be awesome if you could begin to think the thoughts that God's thinking. You know, if we could somehow get out of the, you know, because the thoughts that we think about ourselves, normally, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, it's like they torment themselves thinking about what should have happened and what could have happened and, and what might have happened if they hadn't and if they didn't and if they, you know, would have. And, and, and it's crazy because we end up looking back into our past with, with, with regret, remorse, shame, guilt. But if you are in Christ, see, you get to step out of all of that. I said, you get to step out from under the weight of all of that. Man, you want to talk about punching the devil in the throat. 
Man, when, when everything that, that he's tried to get you to live with, he tried to get you to look at with, with, with remorse and with shame, and, and you look back, and David said, I look behind me, God, you were there. You, see, you and I are in time, but God's in eternity, okay? He's not, and, and God actually goes to the end and works his way back to the beginning. He declares the end at the beginning, and the Holy Spirit, he, he knows the whole thing. You know why the Holy Spirit's your guide? Because he's already been out in front of you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't hire a guide that didn't know where he was going. Well, well, well the Holy Spirit's going to take you to a place, and he's already, he's already got it. Man, he's got it. And, and you look back and see the enemy would love for you to feel bad about yesterday. But the problem is, is that when you look back with shame and guilt, then it's almost impossible to praise God. See, it, it, it relinquishes your praise. You have, to, you have to give up the ability to praise if you're going to look back with shame and guilt. But if you can look back with awe and wonder and say, man, look, look at the mess I made and God still came through. Look at the trouble I caused, but God is, is using that for good. Man, I wish I'd been, done things, you know, it, it's so easy. Come on, parents, isn't it easy to look back at your kids and, and say, man, I wish I'd done it different, you know, over there. Well, now that you get the grandbabies, well, we'll, we'll mess them up in a different way, right? <laughs> you, you, you look back and you think, man, I wish I could have done that. But God knows what he's doing. And, and God's, God knew who you were. He, he knew your shortcomings before you came up short. And, and, and he's wired even the kids. And man, I'll tell you what, uh, for me, this just like takes a lot of weight off my shoulders because see, see what happens is that a lot of us, what we end up doing is we, we become God players. We become God players. We try to play God. You know, our, our role is to hear God, to trust God, to obey God, not to be God. And a lot of times we, you know, we, we, we kind of shift and, 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 and it's like we're looking at things and even things that are coming and we think that we know how it ought to happen and, and we're going to make things happen. The, you know, God shows us a picture and we think it's our job to, uh, you know, to make that come to pass. You know what? The, the picture that God shows you, he, that's, that's in his hands. See, if you, can, if you can learn the difference between a God job and uh, your job, you know, a God job and a Tom job. You, you know, every once in a while, just, just a, last week, you know, uh, things start rolling in and, and, and you feel this urgency come on you. And, oh, 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 man. And you're trying to deal with stuff. And, and, I, and I stop for a minute. How many, how many of you know that life is moving at a pretty good pace? Anybody busy? Anybody got a lot of stuff going on? You, you know, and you don't realize how fast you're going till you try to stop, right? And, and so you try to just hit the pause button for a minute and, and start looking at all the stuff that's screaming for your attention. And what I notice is that there's an awful lot of that. The majority of the things that were screaming for my attention, you know, there's death, there's sickness, there's chaos, there's, uh, you know, suicides, there's all kinds of stuff. And, and, and uh, you know, what am I going to do about it? And, it? and it just hit me. There's nothing I can do about it. I don't have the ability, you know, to, to respond to a lot of that, so it can't be my response ability. And a lot of us, we try to carry things that aren't ours to carry. 
and we get consumed with, 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 with the cares of this life. And, and if, you, you know, if you read your Bible, you find out, remember the sower sowed the seed, and the seed was the Word of God, and then some fell on the pavement, and some fell on the gravel, and some fell out in the weeds, and then some fell, and, and everybody heard the Word and received the Word, and there was a group that heard it and received it with joy, but the cares of this world choked it out. See, I think that's what the enemy wants to do is try to, try to get you to care about stuff that you're not supposed to be given all your care to. I can't help but imagine when Jesus was sleeping in the bottom of the boat and the disciples were there and they were going over to the other side and they ended up in a hurricane and the, and the boat's taking on water and, and, and the guys are getting nervous and, and they're, they're perplexed and they go down and they shake Jesus. I just think it would have been awesome if when they shook Jesus and they wake him up and they say, hey, master, carest thou not that we die? They said, don't you care that we're going under? Wouldn't it have been awesome if he would have just looked at him and said, no. Because, you know, he wasn't concerned with that. Why? Because that wasn't in his responsibility. That's not his wheelhouse. No, no, we're doing what God's called us to do. We're just going to go do it. And the storm, it doesn't shock me, doesn't surprise me. See, 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your care. Everybody say all. all. See, there's stuff that you care about. You got to get out from under it. And you're supposed to give that to him and let him care. And it doesn't say gently lay it down, present it as an offer. No, it says throw it over on him. Man, there's things in your life, you just got to get it off of you. And you just got to give that to him. Why? Because that's God's job. You got to stop trying to be God. See, God, God's already at work. The Bible says that God is at work in you both to will and to do his pleasure. So God has actually given you the passion, the desire, the insight to, to, do, to do his plan. Because his plan, man, the, the end result, man, your final outcome will always be better than your current condition. I said your final outcome will always be better than your current condition. When you, when you walk in God's plan, and, and you're going to end up in the place you're supposed to be. And see, when you carry care, man, all of a sudden, you're trying to do something that's God's job. And now, now you've relinquished your abilities to just to praise God. Praise God. Look at how that's working. I'm not, and I'm not talking about, you know, just go through life and don't care about people and don't care about stuff. No. You know what? We show up, right? You got to show up. You got to show up on time. You need to show up on time prepared. You need to show up on time prepared and do your best. You need to show up on time prepared, do your best, but do it all for Jesus. And then, what do you do? You move on. Man, because something you're never going to be able to do is like alter your past. You're never going to be able to alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar. Right? And so, you, you take that and, and you put it there and then you just watch God work. God, I'm, 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 I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm changing, and I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward because, God, you're going to be God and, and, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live uh, to cheerfully please you. Just cheer, God, just thank you. 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 But see, what, what we try to do is we, tr we try to take over and get ourselves positioned for what we think is coming next or for where we should be. And we're fighting for a position. Can I just tell you today that the position is God's job? I said the position is God's job. That's his responsibility. Your responsibility is the disposition. Your emotional and mental outlook, how you see life. 
See, I think God wants to show you great and mighty things that you haven't seen yet. I think God wants to reveal his will to you. I, I, I think it's like the prayer in Ephesians that, that, that your uh, imagination will be illuminated with the insight of God, that God, that God would uh, open your eyes and let you see things. God wants to show you some things. Well, how do I see what God's seeing? Well, you, you know, all you got to do is think what he's thinking. See, if you could get God's thoughts, you could see the image because the thought carries an image. And, and if you get God's thoughts, you begin to see what God's seeing. But in order to get God's thoughts, you have to have his word because his word is what has been impregnated with his thought. So you take God's word. See, if we, if we want to see how you see things, all we have to do is think like you think. If we want to think like you think, all we got to do is listen to you talk. Because if I listen to you talk long enough, I'll begin to understand how you think. If I can understand how you think, I can see it the way you see it. And the problem is, is that a lot of us have seen it for such a long time from a certain perspective that, that, that it's, and so we, this is how we know it, but it's what we know that's preventing us from knowing what we need to know that has the power to take us where we need to go. God is taking you to a new place, a new position. He's going to change your position. That's what God does from glory unto glory. God's leading you to a new position in life. Okay. He's leading you to a new position. We all want the position. Everybody wants the position. Nobody wants the pain. Right? Everybody wants riches. Nobody wants to work. Hello? You realize that every position comes with pain. Thank you for that piggy man. Every position. Okay. You got to own your own home. Home ownership is a great position, but it does come with some pain. Because there's things that you didn't have to do when you rented that now that's your responsibility. Huh? Business owner, I, I, I want to. Well, do you understand the pain that comes with that position? Let's let's talk to, you know, some of the millennials. Car ownership, man, sure beats walking, but it comes with pain because now now you need gas, you need tires, you need batteries, you need oil, you got payments, you got insurance. Every position has pain. We are under the impression that. If God's going to take us to a new position, there won't be any pain. See, we think that the presence of grace, if God is going to grace us to do something, that the presence of grace is the absence of pain. No, the presence of grace is the power to deal with the pain. The ability to overcome that. See, God's taken you, and let me tell you something. God, God, God he's working in every one of our lives, and he's taken us to, to, to a new position, okay? And it's up. Okay, God's taking us up. Somebody ought to be thanking Jesus right now, right? Because he, he's elevating you. He's elevating. He's, he's going to increase your power. He's going to increase your effectiveness. He's going to increase your, your influence. He's going to increase, you know, he, man, I'm telling you, the, his plan is to prosper you. Don't be afraid to believe God for abundance. Be ashamed if you don't. Okay, do not settle. I said, do not settle, but, but, but rise up and, 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 and press forward, right? Rise up and press forward. Let, let's, let's look at this in uh, uh, Matthew 20. And Jesus is going up. Look, man, look, where's Jesus going? Up. Jesus is going up. And, and, and just a little side note, when Jesus does something, you know, study his life, and you find out, man, there are very, very few things he did alone. 
And so he's going up, and so he takes the 12, and look what he says to them. He says, we go up. So if you're with Jesus, what are you going to do? You're going to go up. So what's Jesus doing is he's teaching these guys, hey, we're going up, so I'm going to show you the pathway to up, okay? I'm going to show you the pathway to up. And listen, listen, man, we're all excited about this pathway. And he said, but uh, we're going to be betrayed and, 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 and condemned. We're gonna, you, know, you know what you're going to experience on the way up? Betrayal and condemnation. That's what the enemy wants you to, 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 to get hooked by and, and to be held by and to be paralyzed by because, you know, to be betrayed and, and to feel like different ones, and, and it starts with your own people, you know, and people turn their back on you, and, and to be condemned means to be found guilty of punishment, and, and, and the world is trying to make you feel guilty, and I'm telling you, the devil wants you to feel guilty and wants you to feel like what you deserve is punishment, but if you are in Christ, you, man, I'm telling you, Christ took your punishment. Come on, somebody. Man, I'm telling you, you know, there's people in the room right now, and you feel betrayed, and you feel condemned, and I'm telling you, you're living life, but it's the wrong one. Jesus came that you would have life in abundance to the top till it overflows. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Hello. Man, you want to press in to that God life. But, but that God life is not down here. Remember, uh, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Colossians 3. If you then have been risen with Christ, then elevate your mindset. Man, why? Everything's up. But the way up, you're going to feel this. You're going to feel betrayal. You're going to feel condemnation. But those are the things you're going to cast on him. I said, those are the things you're going to cast on him. Look, look, look at verse 19. He said, I'm going to be delivered to the Gentiles, so it's going to get worse. And, and, and they're going to mock me, scorch me, crucify me. Hey, let me just tell you something. This is the pathway up. If you're going up, get your big boy pants on. Dead stuff can float downstream. But it's difficult if you're going to swim upstream. Okay, uh, mocked. Have you ever had a time when life itself has mocked you? Come on, somebody. You know, I, I, I just get super real with you today. You know, there's just, just different moments when we come to the platform and we're preaching power and faith. And, uh, you know, I, I remember a time preaching that all my children, Isaiah 32, 18, all my children shall be taught of the Lord, or, or no, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling place, a quiet resting place. And, and, the, and, and I'd preach that, I'd preach that, I mean, with, with everything that I could muster up in me, and then I'd go home and plan my next visit to see my son in jail. Believing that all my children will be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children and finding out they're dealing drugs some middle school. You know, life just mocking you. And you're saying, my God shall supply all my needs and then you get bills in the mail and you can't pay them. There's moments in life when life itself mocks you. When you've given a testimony on the work site and then somebody does something, and the dude that was given the testimony disappears, and some other guy shows up. Hello? And, and, and anger's gushing out of him. You, you know, how about when life mocks you, when everything's going fine, and then somebody honks their horn? Life mocks you. 
When you're teaching your children to be kind and love one another, and then you're chasing them through the house trying to hit them with a broom. And, 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 and you know, you, you're telling the, your family members that, to, you know, great peace have those that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And you lay awake all night worrying and upset. And life mocks you. And, and man, I'm telling you, there's people in the room today that life is mocking you, but all you got to do is get back up again. Okay, it's not some weird thing. No, it's part of the pathway. Recognize you're on your way up. And when you start to go up, life begins to mock you because you got, man, I, I wish I had enough time. But you, 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 have to, you have to build your future before you step into it. So you're speaking things that don't exist yet. Right? And the enemy's going, what are you talking about? That's not even there. That's not even out there. Look at the mess you're in. Now, I'm not looking at the mess I'm in. I'm looking at the bless that I'm moving into. You, you know, you can be mocked and, and to be scourged simply means to be beaten. And there's times in life when, shoot, uh, you've just been beaten. It's just, be has there not been times when you've been beaten? But listen, if you're never beaten, you'll never learn to understand the game. If you're never beaten, you, you don't respect the, the victory. Here, here's, the, here's the deal is that if failure is not a viable option, victory has no value. So yeah, there's times in life when you're beaten, but you, you, gotta, you gotta think right. You gotta see what God sees. God didn't see a, a giant standing in front of David. He saw a promotion. God didn't see an impenetrable city, which is what the people thought that, you know, for those days, how in the world is this going to work? No, God saw that all the enemy had gathered together in one spot. We can take them out in one blow. Man, if you can see what God sees, man, you, you know what's crazy is that you can, be, you can be mocked and it can be in private. Nobody even knows it. Because, you know, we, 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 we just walk by faith, not by sight. So life's mocking us, but nobody knows. You can be beaten, and, and the whole world still looks at you like, man, this guy's never lost. You can, be, you can be mocked in private. You can be beaten in private. But when it comes to this crucifixion thing, this is public. So they're going to strip me naked. Nakedness brings shame. And it's kind of weird because your nakedness isn't any different from anybody else's nakedness. Everybody in this place has got some issues. Everybody in this place has some stuff in their life that, that they're praying to God doesn't leak out somehow. Because we, we, you know, we don't want you to see us any different than, than, than the way that we hope you see us because we got that projected image thing and, and we, we, we need you to see us as healthy and strong and vibrant. But you still being mocked, you still be beaten. But when the crucifixion begins to happen, man, they nailed him, which means he couldn't get away can't get away from it, man. You're just hanging out there. It's all out there for the whole world to see. And, and, and sometimes it's a failure. Sometimes it's a breakdown. Sometimes it's a breakup. Sometimes, you know, it, it, there's all kinds of stuff in life that just seems to take it public and put you out there. But look at what he said. Hey, he said on the third day, he's going to rise again. See, you might be mocked, you might be beaten, you might be crucified, but you're rising again, okay? I said you're going to rise again. You can stand back up again, and you can move into the future, because this is the pathway. Jesus didn't sit him down and explain it to him, just, you know, out of curiosity's sake. He's teaching us the pathway up. See, we all have a position we want, but we have to understand the path to the position. There's a path to the position. There's a path to the position. There's a path to the position. Everybody wants a position. 
I should be running this job. Do you understand the pathway to that position? Because there's pain on that path. See, a lot of us are asking for things we're not prepared to handle. A lot of us, would, I, I, I kind of wonder how many of us have been praying that God would give us something that we wouldn't be able to sustain for 24 full hours. I have a friend that has believed God for a certain thing for quite a while. That he needs to thank God if he's never received it. And he's starting to see it. He's starting to realize, oh, you know what I got to do? I, I, I got to build the structure to sustain the promise. Because the promise is coming with problems. Man, I'm telling you, the position's awesome, but you better understand the pathway. And Jesus gathers the guys. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Like, like, like get, get all the staff and all the leaders together, and I come in and tell them, hey, uh, I'm going to die. We're just about out of here. Just got a few, just, you know, I'm not exactly sure, just a few more minutes. And, and, and look at verse 20. Uh, then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children, worshiping him, and desiring a certain thing. Basically, he, he shares, man, okay, we are entering the pathway up. And I'm going to need some support. I'm, I'm going to need some backing up. I, and, and man, I, I'm, I'm going to be uh, mocked. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be crucified. And, and, and he's kind of wanting somebody to say, man, we got your back. We feel this with you. You know, just want you to, want you to know we, we're behind you. But this mama steps up and, and she says, hey, uh, okay, that's cool. But could you give me a hookup? Look, look, at what, look at what she says in 21. He said, what, what do you want? And she said, could you position my sons? That one could sit on your right hand, one on your other. Could you give my boys an elevated position? You know, I, I just want, you know, and, and you're the guy that's going to do it. So be, before you die, maybe, maybe you could like give them a position. Here's something that just blows my mind. If you just stop and meditate on this, what you find out is that these boys, they're already blessed. I mean, think about it. They, the sons of Zebedee, well, she's the wife. So the boys got a mama and a daddy. They're already blessed. Zebedee, and, and, and she's a great woman. I, I don't mean to downplay her at all. She's one of the women that ministered unto Jesus. The only problem is, is that she ministered unto Jesus with her own agenda. Because she came to get something. And I just want to challenge you today because a lot of us, you know, a lot of us serve God in order to get something from God. But anytime we stop getting what we want, our service stops. And I want to challenge you today that that's one of the mindsets. See, that's one of the things you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know that has the power to take you where you need to go. You need to stop serving God. Just get what you want. Matter of fact, your prayer life can't just be about God, this is what I need. When is the last time you took time to get with God and just thanked him? Man, I don't want nothing from you today, God, but I just need to tell you how grateful I am that I'm not where I was, that, God, that you picked me up out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock. You put a new song of praise in the... My God, somebody. God, you're just a great God, and I just want to honor you today, and if there's some way you can use my life for your glory, let's get it done. But Jesus, could, could, could you do it? And look, look, look at what he says. Jesus answered and said, you have no idea what you're asking for. 
See, I think he could say that to a lot of us today. You don't understand what you're asking for. And, and it's not that you shouldn't ask, but you should know the pathway to the position that you're asking for. See, you, you need to understand the pathway. And, and he even says, hey, are you guys able? And, and so like he just bypasses mom. You know, and he just starts talking to the boys. And these guys walk with him every day. They, they're already in an amazing position. And he says, hey, but let, just let me ask you, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? And could you be baptized with the baptism that I'm going to be baptized with? He ain't talking about water. He's talking about death. I, w- I wonder, wonder if mama knew what she was asking was for her boys to die. I wonder if she knew that by asking, could they be, hey, could you give them this position? I wonder if she knew that the pathway of that position was death. Hey, I wonder if you know that what you're asking for has the potential to kill you. I mean, and really, really, and let's just be spiritually minded for a minute, that some of us actually need to die. There's some things in us that, that need to die, that need to be crucified, that need to be left at the altar, and we need to move on. But, but a lot of times, you know, people give up on the position. See, the God life position, the, 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 the new life that, that, that has begun, the, the, you know, the, 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 the great thing that God has for you. Yeah, but there are some things that have to die. A lot of us, we ask God for a position, but we've never for a minute considered like just maybe even glancing into the cup. And he, you know, he's laid it out pretty, pretty bluntly for him. And he says, can, can you guys handle this? And look what they said. I, I almost think it's a misprint. And these jack wagons said, we got it. We got it. See, and I just want to remind you that you want to be careful because what you say, you have to live with. See, remember, remember when, when God came down and, and, and he, had been, he had brought everything out in front of Adam. And it's, the Bible says that he came to see what he would call it. Why? Because what he calls it is what he's going to live with. And this, this is like one verse after God says, it's not good for man to be alone. He needs a helpmate. So he brought every creature that had been created, and, and he went down to see what Adam would call him. And, and man, I'm telling you what, it's a good thing Adam didn't look at a donkey, and, 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 but instead of saying donkey, he, it's a good thing he didn't say, well, man, because you're going to live with what you call it. This is an amazing authority that God's given to man, that what you call it, you're going to live with that. That's why you really need to see what God sees because you're looking at problems, calling them problems. When you should be looking at it saying promotion. Promotion. You're looking at issues that, you know, you're looking at pain and you should be saying pathway. Pathway. They said we are able. And look, look at 23. He said, okay, you're going to drink indeed of my cup be baptized with the same baptism. But this position that you're asking for is not mine. Why? Because position is God's job. Disposition is my job. In your life, position, God's job. Disposition, your job. Keeping your heart right, your head right, and not being freaked out 
because life is mocking you, but kind of getting a little bit of anticipation going because, hey, I'm on a pathway up. Man, I'm not saying this doesn't hurt. I'm not saying this isn't embarrassing. I'm not saying that, that wow, this is, a, this is a mind storm. But see, see, the situation you're in, the trouble you're in, see, you're asking God, what are you trying to teach me? No, this, he's not teaching you. This is where you use what you've learned. This is, this is where you begin to take God's word and, and, and stand on it and say, okay, no weapon formed against me can prosper and every tongue that rises against me I can condemn because I'm a child of a living God. And you begin to operate in what you know. See, you look back and, you, and, and shame and guilt, right? Betrayal and, and, and guilt and here it comes, condemnation. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. God causes all things to work together for my good. So instead of looking back with, with shame and guilt, no, I'm going to look back with awe and wonder and begin to praise God because he, 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 is, he has rescued me. He has saved me even from myself, even the dumb stuff I did, even the rebellion in my life. God has found a way to use that to elevate me up. See, the pathway up, it comes with pain. Don't think the pain is an indication of your weakness. Understand that the pain is part of the process to get you up. Is God is lifting you up. Man, you might be down. Stand up again. Stand up again. Stand up again. Come on, somebody, stand up again. Just get back up on your feet. Yeah, go ahead and clap and give him praise. God, we just thank you today. You got us on a path. You got us on a path, God. Just bow your heads. I just want to pray for you. Father, today, there's people in the room that feel mocked, feel beaten. God, they're, they're in the middle of a public humiliation, but God, Open our eyes and show us. God, we're on the pathway up. We're on the pathway up. We just got to get back up again. We, we, we got we, we to stand up again. After doing everything we can to stand, then we're just going to stand. God, our final outcome is going to be better than our current condition. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're going to pray one more prayer together. You, you might be here today and You haven't really gotten real, or maybe, maybe, maybe at one point you did, but you kind of took over God's job. Now it's time to, it's time to just let some things go, cast some stuff on Him, and let God do His job. So I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer today. I want, I want to invite you to let Jesus become the the life giving source. So we're all going to pray it, and I, I won't embarrass you. I won't have you stand or call you out. Or, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going I'm to pray with everybody in the room, but this prayer is going to be like me and Jesus talking. I, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I want to talk to God today. I'm going to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. I'm going to receive the life he offers through relationship with Jesus today. I'm making this prayer real. If that's you, when no one's looking around, I just want to invite you. Just hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. Just thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You can put it out here. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else say, yeah, today's my day. Today, today is my, thank you. So awesome. 
Everybody in here, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. God, I choose to live for you every day of my life. And I'm starting right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. Come on, everybody. Give God a big shout, a big praise.